Blog Talk Radio.
television, the Angry Divas radio show. This has been another Bitch House production. This has been another Bitch House production. The Angry Divas radio Black woman. That jet black woman. Best respect that woman. The black woman is God. Black woman. That big black woman. Never check that woman. The black woman is God. Mother of the earth, queen of the land. Call me Mama Noop, watch the expanse. Swallow up the sun, give birth out my glands. That's what we call a resurrection. I think it's time to turn your lights on. I think it's time to change your white tone. Seeking up on you just like a python. <laughs> Isis is really ice on. We the gods manifest in the flesh, nigga. I'm a double X nigga, I want my throne back I set nigga, I burn your shit down Stop mad nigga, we all waited, debated, anticipated Was hated, miseducated by both who ejaculated You're not a fake, it's a rape, it's a violators And mother nature's haters, cause we born immaculated So now we changing the orders, we be the total recorders We're moving all of the borders, stopping the slaughter So I'm calling the daughters from out the pre-mortal waters We're taking around the waist, call her mommy water And she the... Black woman, that jet black woman, yeah, that's respect that woman, why? Black woman is God, black woman, yeah, that big black woman, you can never check that woman, why? Black woman is God, they think I'm gonna stop this fight, when they call me bitch hoe and dyke, so I'm saying it loud right on the mic, stand strong, reclaiming my birthright. To no man, submission never been part of a program. So keep fishing and searching this whole land. No DNA strand, predates the black vote man. So who was the builders before you? And who gave you suckling and boy you? If you believe in the ultimate sacrifice, the story to Jesus Christ, she had her without you. So to your God for rape and war, mama come back to settle that score. Came down to earth long before you remain tall the Babylon. Oh, no.
Ankh, excuse me, if you're an Ankh ass hat, if you are wrapped up in the RBG, if you are a spiritual sucker and or a spiritual lane, this ain't the show for you. If you are sitting with a sorry-ass man that ain't fucking you right, if you have not had an orgasm since the orgasm had you and clearly see that you are the oh, problem, this show wait. is not for you. Pause. So if you have not had an orgasm since an orgasm had you. God damn. Yes, I said it. Well, all right. <laughs> Go ahead. What number we on? Number five? Number five, <laughs> this show, this show is for grown people. You may be 40, 50, 60 years old, but you still have a mind of a child. You're not ready, boo. We've got to sit you in the back of the class with a dunce cap. And maybe when you get your shit together, maybe you'll be ready for this show. Because my sister Diva Fire is giving real information that is backed up by more real information. And she gets her information direct from the source. She's not reading the Simone Dusty book. She's not rehashing the same old bullshit that you get from the fucking church and the fake-ass mosque. She's kicking real information. She's letting you know, look, black bitch, you was here first, and this is what was stolen from you, and this is how you get it the fuck back. If you're not ready for that, this ain't the show for you. Now, when we're sitting on our state, chilling with our harem, getting our coochie detailed and service, don't come shaking what you can now because you get the junkyard dog biting that ass. You are not allowed on our property. No, 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 Stop no. Right. We do Stop not right. entertain. Let's hold on. Wait now. We do not entertain nope. dysfunction. We are not the shoulder for you to lean on. Listen, there's a bunch of bitches over there on the light hand side that do that shit for you. I can run them down. Valerie Love, motherfucking Iyanla, take that shit to Oprah, take that shit to Sally Raphael, take it to Queen Latifah, take it to Wendy. Don't take that shit here. We ain't for it. We're not going to coddle you. We're not going to bullshit you. We're not going to sugarcoat your bullshit and fool feed it back to you. It, because, listen, this is the critical thing here. There's too many black women who are dying before their time. There's so many black girls who are committing suicide because it hurts too much to fucking live. This is like a serious thing that we're sharing here. We may laugh and we joke, and I may talk about the coochie and the dick and getting sex and all that. Yes, yes. But my sister here is here fulfilling a need that is sorely not being fucking met. Now, instead of people, even if you come to a situation and you don't know, just pay attention. And if it's not for you, say, okay, well, this may not be for me, but I respect what y'all are trying to do. Hang up and go about your fucking business. Don't try to monkey wrench. Don't try to pussy block. Don't try to say, oh, well, it's about tangibles, and oh, what about the puppies and the kittens, and what about the children? Bitch, we ain't here for the breed of bitches. We're not here for fucking animals. Of course I don't want a nigga that's kicking a cat. God damn, I love cats. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Lord. Oh. I get that out. Fuck. Man, Bye. God, because I need it. Because bitches are too busy on their knees sucking white jeans dick, sucking the starving ass man dick, sucking the boss dick, sucking the government dick. Y'all, don't you know what Valfrey your own pussy said, look like? God damn. Valfrey said, let me clear my throat. At the count of three, I want everybody in the place to be to make some noise if you're down with me. One, two, three. Hit me with-
I appreciate Valkyrie for so many reasons, but primarily because when my diva goddess decides to let it fly, the bitch flies. <laughs> yes, she flies. Anyway, you know, y'all, uh, I just, I don't understand. It's so interesting. I was saying this to Valkyrie, and I was actually saying this to another one of my friends, to another one of our fellow callers here. And <laughs> the point is, this is why I serves up primarily the angry diva. I don't particularly have a long sense of patience. I have very <laughs> short fucking patience for other people's stuckness, stupidity, fear, and such the like. I don't deal with that. Now, mm, let's see, maybe about three years ago, four years ago, when I gave a fuck, <laughs> that would have helped. But at this present juncture, my constant emanation is, whosoever will, let her come. All jokes aside, and, you know, everything's real, of course, but all of that aside, whosoever will, let them come. But let them come ready, willing, able, and capable of the more. That's it. It's not about force. It's not about getting you to believe what I believe. It's not about arguing with you about what you believe. It's not about anything. I have said it before. Actually, I said it on our show when I talked about the failure of our elders. I said it is the healer that draws the sick. And I reiterated that point, or regurgitated, depending on who you are. (laughs) I reiterated that point in our show that was titled, God Bless the Child. Not all of us is going to get it. Not all of us are about it. That's fine. We don't have to agree, but it is the healer that draws the sick. And being that I am a healer, that you have been drawn unto me means that there's something that I have to offer you. There's something that you need to get from me. Invest in yourself, and I promise you I'm going to invest in you too. Otherwise, otherwise, if you came to be oppositional, as Diva Valkyrie has so eloquently and effortlessly stated, shut what they call the fuck up and listen to the show. Now, this is just this is just so interesting because, you know, actually one of our callers in the last show said this, our little mystery caller. She said, it's so interesting, whenever it comes to women of color, to black women, we can't hear that we have needs, that we deserve value. And she even referenced, you know, being a Muslim. She knows other Muslim women will look at their man and be like, I need more, you need to bring more, you need to get another job, your family needs this, and he will go and do so. And I don't know. I, I feel like this is another part of the lost art of masculinity. And, Valkyrie, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. We had a focus. Our focus was to talk about invoking the divine masculine, which means we're not, you know, the mundane has already been figured out. We know every newspaper, every magazine, every blog, from Cosmo to Ebony to for Harriet has said, And I quote, this is what women want. 
It's not that we don't know. We want a man who is good to people. He's good to his children. He's good to animals. You know, like, (laughs) we don't want no puppy kicking niggas. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, I said cats because I like cats. Oh, cat what, what, kicking nigga. Like, I don't want no cat kicking nigga. What the fuck? I like cats. Yes. Yes. You kick my cat, I kick your ass. What the? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to say that real quick. Go no, ahead. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, I just, you know. <laughs> because, oh, listen, listen. There's just, okay. I believe the, um, okay, what got me to think about Solidarity was the song that you first played, that booty song by Erica Badu. I feel like Erica Badu, she was so ahead of herself. People are just now catching up to what she was saying because I am an appreciator of her art and I'm a fan of her music. I had all three of her albums on downloaded on my phone, and I kept listening to that song, Booty, over and over and over again. And I finally got what she was talking about. She you know what? Can you the... pause? Can you okay. pause so I can play it for everybody again? Right. Okay, they might ahead. not remember. Yeah. So let me just – I'm going to play the song Booty by Erica Badu. Listen mm-hmm. to the words, and then when we come back in, Diva Valk, we're going to lay it down, lay it down. All right? Let's do this. All right.
talk the way I stroll. I don't want him. You know the whole 120 and a plus degree, but I can't keep your guy up off his knees. I don't want him. Trying to get with her, 
No, no, behind my back, and I don't know about no, 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 boo. Let me tell you something. My people from down south, we don't play that. I got the hot cast iron skillet and a buffalo grease waiting on your ass. I don't play that shit. And I feel like that ties into solidarity because I'm a black woman and you're a black woman. And I see you out here taking care of your business. You're not out here trying to cheat, steal, or rob nobody. Well, power to if you do, because there's some criminals out there. But that's okay. We ain't going to talk about that. We're going to come on back. Now, a black woman is out here doing what she's supposed to do. She's holding up her end of the bargain and then some. And looking fabulous while doing it. And I'm going to support I'm like, You know what, sister, you're doing it. It's great. You know, you may be on a different life path than me, but I'm supporting you because I see you shining. You're doing it. Go ahead, girl. And if you have a you know what's interesting? Me, oh, come on. Val, while I'm listening to you, it's got me thinking about uh, that flawless remix by Beyonce mm-hmm. and um, Nikki. Minaj. Now, I, uh-huh. saw, yep, I saw for Harriet posted to their site. And they all did their fan page and, of course, their site. And she made a video on YouTube where she was saying, here we have two of the top black women in their game, in the industry, celebrating how flawlessly they've made their money, marketed their products, and made a brand out of themselves, their talents, their gifts, their sensuality, their bodies, their hair, whatever their look is, and such the like. And I saw a whole lot of women be like, you really going to support this? And I'm like, see, that lack of solidarity right there is the problem. Now, y'all, I found an even greater remix. Now, the first remix, I mean, it was like, I ain't shooting at it. I'm just saying it could have been better, but that's just the perfectionist in me. I think this is a way better mix. I'm going to play it, and I'm playing it in solidarity with black women who have against all quote-unquote odds fought their way through, made it to the top, worked their fucking craft, worked their gift, worked their pussy magic, their ass magic, their hair magic, or whatever they had to do, and they've made a way out of no way. They've pushed boundaries. They've set standards. They've broken records. They have done all kinds of shit in their own right. So this is the remix of the flawless remix that even adds Lil' Kim.
In the rear mirror Head game so presidential Spit on a dick like an instrumental Huh? You know, I said this shit to Deb Cooper jokingly one day. I said, listen, Deb, let's start a fake war and then count our coins. (laughs) I said, come on, Deb. Two giants go up against each other. You know, it would be like a rap battle. She's like, I can't even rap. I said, no, no, Deb. It wouldn't actually be we have to rap, but we could do like a, a blog battle or I don't know, a radio battle or some shit, you know what I mean? Where we kind of like dish on each other. We have approved of topics beforehand that we agree that we will touch on that's not going to be too sensitive. And we sign the contract that we go in and then we laugh all the way to the fucking bank. Mm. Mm-hmm. While everybody picks sides and, yo, did you see how Triple Dark went in on Deb? Yo. Did you see how Deb said she was a long titty, no nipple having ass bitch, y'all? <laughs> oh my goodness, girl. Listen, I, I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I'm gonna put it to you like this. It's just like the Democrats and the Republicans. They clap back at each other, but at the end of the day, they're on the same motherfucking team and they laugh to the bank. And, and they okay? laugh to the fucking bank. <laughs> the same reserve at that, okay? 
to the bank. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Fucking offshore um, accounts and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, is that I feel like um, it's just like you said before, and you've repeated it. We already know what is dysfunctional. We have already unpacked the dysfunction and the baggage in our own lives. We've unpacked it, we buried it, and we burned the ground that we buried it in. We're moving on. You know what I mean? So once you are at that point in your life where you're moving on, you're only wanting to call forth what you do want, what you desire to actually see happen. You know? It's like I said before, like, you know, stop rehashing the same bullshit Stop playing that same old Tyaz 33 record. We're in digital times now. Even Erica Badu, she said she was an analog girl in the digital world, and that she even had to come up to the digital age, you know? It's like you, you, we have to progress, and we have to evolve, yes. or else you just die. Die in yes. dysfunction. I mean, and that's the saddest thing of all, because I feel like we, I feel like each woman, each black woman, we all have a gift. We all have talent and things that are unique, it's not about saying, well, oh, I, you know, because, okay, well, you know, thinking that you can do everything, because that's physically impossible. But whatever gifts that you were given, whatever talents you were given, if you know what they are, work them to the best of your capacity. Concentrate on, don't, don't, look, at, don't, don't look over the fence at somebody else's yard. Concentrate on your own house and your own patch of grass. Like you said, keep your eyes on your own paper. Now, you'll be so busy keeping your eyes on your own paper, you have no time to sit and be jealous and be envious because someone else has more than you. You can look at her and say, well, dang, well, you know, I need to do what she's doing. Or, you know, how can I sit and trade her something for an hour of her time? How can I sit and learn something? Because I don't know every fucking thing. She obviously knows something I don't. Let me honor her and come to her and say, well, hey, I have an offering, you know, for the hour of your time. Can I give you this much or can I do this for you because I need to I need something that I'm, there's something that I'm lacking that I need that I see that you have and I honor that because I feel like solidarity is just one thing it's respect it's having honor for each other no matter where you are in life because not everybody starts off with the same deck of cards you know some people got a bum fucking hand but they imagine turning that hand and you know go 7-Eleven whatever lot that you're in in life you manage to decide to make the best out of it and to get better. But I feel like some people are so envious. Like they're looking at, oh, what this person got and that person got this and I ain't got this and playing that same old slave record. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's not about that. Not everybody is meant to be at the top. That's why when Beyonce and Nikki and Kim and all people who have had to claw their way to the top, because let's face it, the music industry is – misogynist, chauvinist, all the it's racist, all the it's in the world. Now, these women all came from pretty much, well, Beyonce had, you know, two-parent household, and she was, you know, somewhat upper middle class. But the majority of these women that we're talking about, they didn't come from a silver spoon. They came from being poor, or they came from being lower middle class. And they had a dream. They said, I don't care what you say. I don't care what that one over there says. I have a dream. I want to be an artist. I want to be a musician. I want to fit hip-hop. I want to rap, whatever the case may be. And they had to claw their way against an industry that says you're only good for what you look like, a piece of ass, 
against their other cohorts, like the black male rappers that says, oh, well, you're a woman. You're only good to be a video chick. You can't stand here and battle with me. So a lot of times a black woman who is an artist has to come against so much, not only from Mr. Charlie, Mr. Record Dealer, right. Mr. Billboard, Mr. Grammy. You got people that look like you that coming against you trying to cut you down. So you have to battle through all of that, plus your own baggage that you may never have had the chance to deal with. Your own insecurities, because he's still a person at the end of the day. They're selling that image, and they're selling the artistry, which is a product because it's a business. But at the end of the day, you're still a person. You still feel, you still hurt. The blog writes all kinds of, like, negative stories about you. Oh, she changed her image. They even, <laughs> poor Beyonce, she went through it. It's like they even said that her child was the antichrist, and they said just it, all types of horrible stories. But see, the thing is she's still winning. She's still fucking winning. So obviously, even if she, even her baby was the Antichrist, she's still doing something right. So instead of saying, well, okay, I celebrate you. Dang, you're a black woman and you're young. She's, I don't think she's even 30 yet. And she is at the top of everything. She's a fucking billionaire right about now. Nicki Minaj, she's in the millions. She's like the top black female rap artist that's out there. There ain't too many of us out there. So instead of just saying, well, okay, well, damn, like, I may not listen to her music. I mean, I like what she's about. She got plastic surgery, so what? But I can at least find her. support her right. support her right. And I support to do, her right yeah. to say what she does. See, that's yeah. something that's missing, Valkyrie. We won't even, and, and I experienced this even over here with Angry Divas, because it's Angry Diva, a lot of black mm-hmm. women do not want to support this. They're afraid of it. Now, if I was blowing smoke up their ass, and doing the whole stink tank bullshit that people are doing, they love it. But because I'm over here telling the fucking truth, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not going to kiss your pussy and tell you everything's going to be all right. And, you know, like lie to you. I'm going to give you the real. I'm going to tell you you're divine. I'm going to hold you accountable for the stupid fucking shit that we do, that we were taught to do. Yes, we were taught to do it, but it doesn't stop being dumb just because we were taught to do it. That's something that a lot of people are not here for, they're not ready for, they're not Mm. interested in, they're not ready for it. They don't want Mm. it. They want someone to make them feel good. You know, they want to come to church and stuff. I guess that's why that brother said to me, put a damn donate button on your site. Because, you Mm -hmm. know, people are coming here, they're being fed. They're coming here, they're receiving, you know, something, the bounty. They can put a dollar donation to the site. Listen, more than a dollar. At least a dollar is all I'm saying. Uh, listen, I, listen, $10 and up, because a dollar is worth a dime right about now. <laughs> Shit. I know, honey. $10 I didn't up. put no, I didn't put any, any certain limit on anything. <laughs> I, I know. kind of left it open-ended. <laughs> <laughs> I left it open-ended. Yeah, because it's like, I, I feel like, okay, well, um, when I was in college, yes, Valkyrie did go to college, uh, <laughs> when I was in college, and I read about W.E.B. Du Bois when he had three of the talented tenth. And I read another book called Our Kind of People, this guy named Lawrence Otis Graham. He wrote it, and he was talking about, you know, the, the black upper crust, the people that were well-to-do, and they were kind of inbred. They kind of married within the circle, and they went to school together. Like what the white people do, the white people class know what they do, because that's how you keep family. That's how you keep the dysfunction out. So you know, okay, well, my I legal to school with your CV, and you know, I.
Valkyrie, we just lost your sound, honey. Just to give you a quick heads up, I don't know um, if you're aware, but we just, I, it sounded like it was breaking up anyways, um, and, I, and then your call just dropped just as a quick heads up. So, you know, call on back in, dear. Uh, we'll see you in a few. I do have another caller in. We have our brother from another mother, galactic scientist in the building. Peace to you, brother. Welcome. Peace to you. Hello? What's up? What's up, galactic? Valkyrie, yes, you're back in, Valkyrie. We can hear you, but I'm I'm bringing in galactic really quick. Okay. Peace to you, Triple, and you too, Valkyrie. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, uh, both of you doing on Freedom Friday? We are Friday? just fabulous. Um, okay. Fabulous. Say that. Tell Listen, I'm over, here, I'm over here sipping, okay, because it's Friday, and I got day off. I'm sipping. You know with. what? <laughs> I, I got to go prepare my drink. Ain't nobody offering me nothing. <laughs> what the shit is that? <laughs> I'm sipping. I've been sipping. I've been sipping. I've been sipping. <laughs> I got some vodka anyway. and orange juice. I've been sipping. Uh, I've been oh, sipping. Oh no, you can hold that. You know, tequila <laughs> is my shit. I don't. I don't do that other stuff. But you can have. You don't it. like vodka. Anyway, Galactic, you don't like vodka? Had for right. me. No, I don't do vodka. I don't do the vodka. I don't know. It makes me sick. Somebody, mm-hmm. it don't do it for me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Ew. Then mm-hmm. triple dark the best tequila you can. Yes. That's how I know you love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you give me tequila, you love me. <laughs> send send her tequila and diamonds, darling. Yes. Ooh, yes. How free say that? You know, tequila and diamonds. <laughs> gift gift the minister with tequila and diamonds, please. Diamonds are forever. You know, that's They know you just have to believe me. Don't stop, girl. Don't do it. Okay, okay, anyway, but, um, Galactic, you have something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, I was just reading what you put in the chat room, making the realization men need to be needed, and we hate that. It infantizes us. I, I kind of caught this mm-hmm. on the tail end, so I don't know exactly what that was in regards to. That was just a general statement you were making? I think it was just a general statement, just a realization I was making while I was listening to, um, I think it was Booty was playing at the time. And I was just making, you know, the realization that men need to be needed, and we hate that because it does infantilize us where, okay, a man in some cases, not all men, but some men need to be the provider. So they need to be the one who's the breadwinner, who goes out there so their wife or their woman or their, the mother of the children, whatever, doesn't have to. But that infantilizes a woman, and it makes her reliant on you. And you, in that need, as a man, the man's need to be needed will cripple and crush the woman's sovereignty. And it's easily done in a system that has been set up to bespell her against it. So I was just, you know, thinking about the impact that it has on us where men need to be necessary needed and, you know, even, you know, in their idea, worshipped, well, honored, revered, because I provide and I do good and I don't disrespect right. women and, you know, the privileging and how just crippling that is. 
for women. Right. I, I would agree with you. However, I would like to add that the the latter of what you said, of what you just said, that last part, I think that's the whole impetus for this need to be needed. I, I, I really don't think it really has anything to do with being a breadwinner, with being, you know, being the sole provider, because as we very well know, that's not even the world we live in today socially. So that's been completely stripped away from men as far as today's society goes. They are more times than not, the man is probably making either just much, just as much or less than the woman that he's with on average, not in every situation, of course, but just on average. Now that last part of what you said, and I can only paraphrase it. I don't, I don't want to take it out of context. That whole idea of being, uh, what did you say? Looked up to adorned. Um, yeah. I, I, what, what were you saying? I can't use the exact same adjectives. I can't remember. But along that vein, I think that's where that need to be needed really comes to the forefront. That's the that's the esoteric part of it. Is that whole, you know, now we get back into the masculine versus the feminine, that whole balancing act once again. And it's just kind of played out on a surface level in terms of employment, money, uh, material gain, and things of that nature. That just helps to solidify that whole idea. But the real idea is what you were talking about. It's that, that whole concept of reverence in the human form as opposed to, you know, how we would normally do it, something spiritual or out of body, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. I just, uh, I'm listening to that and I'm kind of ruminating and illuminating in my own way, you know, my little spiral that I do. And I just keep thinking about, because I give these examples because there's something that everyone can relate to, even though it might not necessarily be true in the here and now. It's still something that's a re, it's a resounding point that I see a lot of black men in particular making when it comes to black women. We need to go back to the 50s. We need to go back to the 60s. Black women don't know how to be wives. Black women don't know how to cook. They don't do this. They don't do that. And there's all of these complaints about whatever the lack is when it comes to women because they need to be necessary. So they need to be, in their minds, I don't know, fucking June Cleaver and whatever the hell that is. Um, But it's never really been true for us. My grandmother went and was washing white women's floors and watching their children because granddaddy was taking his money and running down, you know, in color, in the color purple, when they put the little juke joint together. That's why she put this shit in the movie. Every black woman knows their granddaddy. All of them. All of them. Every single one. Do not tell me your granddaddy didn't do it. You a liar, and he was really good at hiding it, and you bitches believed him. They all did it because it was an escape. It was a sense of escape, no different than when it was all about going to the barber shops or your local packy. You know, it, there's always been this place for men to meet, to either commiserate or come together and share information. The barber shops talked about men's health and 
grooming and all that whole sort of thing, they're not necessarily like that anymore because a lot of black men are getting their hair cut by Puerto Ricans. Whatever. So it lacks the community. It lacks the community structure and the unifying structure and the edification structure for black men. So we have these fake ideas, these antiquated notions that are being regurgitated on Facebook, YouTube, some of these blog talk shows and such the like that are antiquated. My grandfather was a Rolling Stone. He was a whoremonger. He was a disrespectful piece of shit, and may he rest in shit. Okay? How about that? My grandmother... white women's floors and nurse white women's babies and such the like to take care of her nine children that he had pumped and sweated into her damn body to give birth into this world. So do not make me believe for one second. I'm not stupid. I know my family history. I Unfortunately, they died when I was very young, but I listened to the stories and then the retold stories of their daughters when they retell what Ma went through and what all had happened. Those who would get a little tips there and then start to share the family dirt. And so I know this mythological idea of black men being these bastions of the community where they were, you know, the pillar and they went out and they provided for their women. Every step of the way, black women have been made to go through, endure, soldier on from every single fucked up thing that's ever happened to black men from incarceration to false accusation to lynching, burning at the stake and slavery and more. We've been raped, we've been battered, we've been abused, we've all gone through it. But it ends up being this repetitive narrative, and it's just, it's especially with black men, I'm talking about this, this is my experience, but it's all men, as I have experienced other races of men, where they all feel this need to be needed. It's this, it's really more than even just our cultural understanding. It really goes back to that they are, men are not an essential component for creation. That's it. Y'all been banking your sperm for years. We could kill all of you motherfuckers off tomorrow, and the population would continue on. That's a very threatening reality. Men remember, even in their Akashic memory, that they were not the originators of life, that we existed before there was such a thing as man, male, boy, and a phallus being birthed out of our yoni that we created like unto ourselves before the degeneration in creation, the manipulation and the, you know, I'm going to call it mental retardation and chromosomal uh, issue that became maleness. It's a defect from the original way. So we've accommodated this defect. We've never really understood, studied it, and been able to bring it into submission because it warred us and, you know, had people who helped it. So here we are trying to navigate this. Men need to be needed. Women need to be sovereign. Women are sovereign and need to be sovereign in order for the world to operate in order and not in chaos. Even ordered chaos would be preferable to this shit right here. That's my word. So how do we bridge that gap? Men have not come to terms with the fact that they're not essential. No matter how many systems have been created, no matter how many, you know, machinations against the original way have been created, the fact that women can remember the time before the men came, the fact that women can remember that we had a parthenogenic order, the fact that women can remember we don't even come from this fucking planet, yo. We landed on this rock. We landed here and built this motherfucker. 
We gave birth to it, then we landed on it, and we built it up. And that whole thing is very intimidating. It is emasculating because what they have is not true masculinity anyway. It is hyper-masculine. So as I review all of that, I just have to say this is why I keep talking about the divinity of man and woman. To come out of man and woman, woe man and man, we need no man. Let's come out of man, male, male and female, that whole thing, and let's remember that we are divine because in the scheme of divinity, there is no competition in that sense. You know, the angelic powers operate how they do. The demonic powers operate how they do. And we need the both of those things. We have been taught to fear the demonic, a.k.a. the feminine, and revere the masculine, a.k.a. the so-called angelic, which is the way that it's been prescribed and ascribed to us in our psyche and via the programming. It's a very insidious thing. If we can unpack it, though, we can grow. That's my word. Excuse me. Can, can I just, excuse me? Please. Yes. My, my, sister, my sister, listen, can I, Do it. listen, listen, I am waving my white hanky over here, <laughs> over here on mute. I am just so happy that you're saying that because, uh, wow, when you talk about your family experience, my family experience, I was raised by women. My mother and my grandmother raised me. I didn't meet my father face to face until I was 19 years old. My grandfather mm. died when my grandfather died when I was two. All I saw around me was women, women working, women who did not have time to save what Mr. Charlie wasn't doing, did not have time to save what the government wasn't doing. They had to pull up their big girl panties and strap on their torpedo bra and go out there and make way out of nowhere. My grandmother came from the, my great grandmother came from the Dutch West Indies. She came over here as an immigrant. She had to cook and clean for white people, probably wipe some white children's asses, but she was able to build on that and buy her own home. So it's like when, whenever I hear men talking about, oh, well, black men, you know, <laughs> we're trying, but the system is against us. But see, the thing is, the thing is I can't hear that because at the end of the day, you're still a man. If, if you think it, if if you think you're bumping your head against a system that does not give a damn about you as a black man, what the fuck do you think we're going through as a black woman? But we're not sitting here and crying about on being on the bottom. We are still taking this fucked up shit, this fucked up system that they spoon feed us, and we're flipping it around and making it gold. We're turning like fucking lead into fucking gold and got everybody scratching their heads and how the fuck we do it and we're still doing it. We're still doing it, even now. So when men feel like they're not needed, it's like, well, listen, but we really don't need you. We don't. We choose to entertain you. Well, and the thing is that we've never, we have never, ever, ever fucking needed men. They have always been a desired project, never a requirement. We accommodated them. When we first started to birth these degenerate women, we killed them. We threw them to the wolves, threw them over the cliffs. We refused to let it live. Eventually, some bitch got weak and decided, let's let it live, and let's try to teach you how to live, and let's try to teach you how to act. And here we are. They have Mm -hmm. never been necessary. They have carved out a whole identity that they've robbed from us, to make themselves essential, but they're still non-essential, and they're not even satisfied by the boundaries that they have constructed. And when I say they, I mean man, the construct. 
the cohort, the gender collective. I know it's a broad brush. Don't give a fuck. They are not pleased with the manifestation. Yet and so they benefit by having a phallus in the system. They want to claim that they don't. They don't want to see the ways that they do benefit. They refuse to capitalize on the benefits that are available to them and call that good some kind of way instead of changing and stemming the tides. But I know why. They only got one output. Remember I said this earlier. We created these fucking bastards, but we only gave them enough blood to do what? Run that brain or run that dick. So one of the two is going to happen. When the dick get hard, the brain is not. <laughs> it will have nothing to keep it alive. And when the brain is functioning, the dick is not. And so it's a very difficult balance for them. They don't know. They don't have balance. Men are imbalanced. Women are not imbalanced. Women are out of harmony because we are the balance. So when we are out of harmony with ourselves and we're out of harmony with our divine feminine and divine masculine, we see what's going on out here now. Men are completely fucked up. They're imbalanced. They have no recollection or remembrance or connection to their divine feminine internal. So they're running around here trying to connect to it in another woman, hoping that she will look upon them and smile instead of realizing if you don't honor it in yourself, you can't honor it in me. I don't care how many words you use, what you do how much job you got, how many bills you pay, how fucking faithful, how I don't call women bitches out in public, whatever the fuck it is that you do, I'm not a slut with my dick. That shit matters not if you are not in connection to your internal divine feminine. Now, when we talk about women being in solidarity with each other, we can't even agree upon that right there. I have seen woman after woman after woman say things like, I can't get down with feminism because it's man-hating we should all hate men even men should hate the concept of man because it does not serve you it injures you it breaks you it makes you like a child it totally stunts your fucking growth and it ruins everything so we're talking about the restoration of man man ain't never been shit what are we restoring we need to kill it off completely in both man and woe man, or else watch our demise. And I think a lot of people would rather die than fight to live, because it is a fight. If everything in this world is to put you to sleep, and sleep is like unto death because it's a lack of consciousness, then at every fucking juncture, every day, every minute, every second, you are at war for your life. Lay down and die and get out of the way or stand up and fight and be in solidarity with those of us who come to live. That's my word on that. That's all I got on it. Listen, it, it uh, can, 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 can you have some applause on that? Can you have some applause please. on that, please? That, well, that girl, I'm applause. not even in the room. I, I would love to applause. You know what I'm saying? I just got to go back. <laughs> well, listen, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Wait, wait, wait. have a fucking parade. What black woman do you know that doesn't work? 
What black woman do you know that doesn't buck up against the system every goddamn day? She doesn't have to only fight the white man. She got to fight the black man and the fellow black woman and still making a way. You can't tell me. You cannot tell me. You cannot sit here you know and tell about me Ray? about. They come don't on. see it as us fighting. They don't see that we're fighting. They don't. Okay, people listen to the Angry Divas radio show, right? Uh-huh. Let's just use me as a fucking example. Let me use myself, all right? All right. Clear my right. throat on a couple of things. Motherfuckers <laughs> tune into the Angry Divas radio show. <clears throat> God damn. Okay, they tune into the Angry Divas radio show. Mm-hmm. They hear me go in. She's mm-hmm. angry. She's bitter. She hates men. She needs help. She needs healing. Blah, 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 blah. She takes everything out on men. That's all they got. You know why? Mm-hmm. They've been choking why? on dick for so fucking long, Valkyrie, they can't take the breath of life out of her. Ooh. Girl, how dreadful. Pull the dick. Pull the dick out your throat long enough to take that breath of life. So you hear me mm-hmm. tell the truth about what men do. And even though you remember being that eight-year-old in the backyard held up against the house while some boy fingered your coochie because he wanted to play rape with you, you're going to tell me I hate men. You know what? Fuck you. Mm-mm. Listen. Fuck you. Listen. And that dick you suck, and I hope you choke on it, bitch. How about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, Valkyrie, we we have a problem with black women bucking the system. They just dismiss me as being angry and man-hate. They don't see, this is me bucking this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yes. Fuck the system. Yes. Fuck your expectations of a black woman. Fuck your expectations of Reach me. Reach on it. Yes. I'm going to stand on my square because you know what? If I played myself small, if I made my divine feminine and divine masculine small, small enough to fit in this fucked up world, you still wouldn't like me. Why do I give a mm. fuck about your feelings? Mm. Girl. I'd Listen. rather, because I did it. i already done it, Valkyrie. I've already done it. I'd rather yeah. be able to look in the mirror and recognize myself and be proud of the bitch I see looking back at me mm. than... Have you not able to say, the bitch is angry, she's bitter, she hates men. You know what, fuck you, you're going to say this shit anyway. No matter what I do, if I ever say a man did this and he shouldn't, you'll still say it's man hatred. Because you have been choking on the dick for so long you can't breathe. Listen. Listen. It's like, it's, it. it's like listen, it's like you said, it's like I said, it's like we said together. Like, this is all the way live. And I feel like um, colored women, we are supposedly not ex- supposed to express our range of emotion. We're not supposed to, like, whatever we're feeling, we're just supposed to, like, bottle it and compress it. We're not supposed to, like, say, okay, I'm, listen, I'm black, I'm a bitch, and I'm motherfucking angry, and this is why. I have a reason to be angry. I'm sitting out here with my megaphone. I see what's going on. It's fucked up. And I'm I'm out here. I'm the town crier. I'm letting you know it's time to wake up. But if it was anybody else's face and anybody else's voice, people would be eating it up. But because it's your face and your your stature, your body, and your voice, it's not even about I I, I feel like the white man and the white woman will readily accept you more than your own will. This is why you're talking about solidarity. Where the fuck is the solidarity? Where the fuck is the, the respect 
the honor, you know? Help it's 2014. It's, 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 it's 2014. Even. It's 2014. Because let me tell you if something. If a black woman is not sitting up verbally filleting men, oh, black men God. You know, you yeah. can't say nothing nice about nobody who's not black. It has to be a hmm. black man. So if you are not hmm. sitting up verbally filleting a black man, then you hate men and we can't listen to you. When did women become so digmatized that we can't even show solidarity with each other with a woman who vehemently states she's pro-woman, pro-womb, pro-female, pro-feminine, if she doesn't suck a dick verbally, just verbally. We ain't even asked for no porn pictures, you know what I'm saying? If I need to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 no, mm. Girl, yeah. You know, Listen. they want you to verbally suck a dick. Listen. Like, okay, now, don't, am I not? They, they don't listen. Galactic scientist has been here from the fucking beginning, has he not? Mm-hmm. Galactic, yes. you still with me? You still with us, Galactic? He's been here from yeah. the fucking beginning. I'm okay. here. All right, all right, all right. Galactic, have I ever given you the impression that I hate you personally, the man? Be honest. No. Okay, enough said. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Now, to just comment on what you're saying. People can't extrapolate it from the the esoteric. They take it very exoteric. They take it very personal, and they apply things in the sense like she hates all men. Yes, but not the way that you receive it with your simplistic deduction. Allow me to expand your mind if it's possible, because you might have a little fucking hard ass peanut instead of a brain. But let me clear my throat. It's the concept of man, which is why I specifically and strategically say man and whoa, man. That is, she hates everybody. She wants us all to die. Listen, y'all are just fucked up. Ain't, that ain't my fault. Anyway, Valkyrie, you go. Okay, now what, now what I was going to say, just to um, add my thousand dollars in, um, I've had people in my own family look at me like, well, wait a minute, how can you say all the things that you say? Because I use my Facebook to sound the fuck off. Because if I don't have my Facebook, if I don't have an outlet, I'm just straight gut punching bitches, literally. And I know pressure points. Ain't nobody got enough money to bail me out. Johnny Cochran ain't here no more. So I Ooh, use Lord. Facebook. I use Facebook as an outlet. When I see something that I don't like, if when I experience something that I really don't resonate with, I clap back. I go on my Facebook and and get it out. And then, because I, I have my own system, my own baby system, who has been through plenty of negative experiences with men, and she isn't even in her twenties yet. Okay, she looked at me and said, "Oh Adele, I'll, how could oh." My bad. <laughs> I told you I've been drinking. Right. How can you say? I've been too. We wouldn't these, even have noticed how, if you weren't saying that. How, how can you say all these things against men? You have a son. And I just looked at her. And I couldn't even mm. say anything because I said it would take me too long to break down that statement that you just told me. And if I took my precious time and energy, you still wouldn't fucking get it. You still wouldn't get it. Because I'm the oldest out of four. I saw my mother have dysfunctional relationships with men. As a result, she threw me to the wolves. I've had dysfunctional relationships with black men. 
now for you to stand up and say that <laughs> men are fucking up and men are the enemy and y'all need to get your shit together and remember who the fuck you are. I resonate with that because I'm like, you know what? I've always seen women. I've always seen women support women. If, if, if any man supported me, it was a white man. It wasn't a black man. Told you I didn't meet my father until I was 19 years old. I didn't meet my own father until I was 19 years old. I had his last name. And to this day, all he can say is that, oh, yeah, well, my children somehow, by the grace of somebody out there, turned out great because I wasn't fucking there. So I had to come up the hard way, and I didn't ask for the hard way. I feel like black women as a whole are so used to coming into the game already 10 steps behind and still have to run and play catch-up and still have to run some more to exceed and excel. And people look back at you like, how the fuck are you doing that? How the fuck are you doing that? You're supposed to be behind. You're number one on the list to not have a man, to have a whole bunch of children, and be abused and misused and mistreated. You're number one to have every fucking medical thing wrong with you on the goddamn list of some things you're still trying to come up with. But you're still fucking excelling, and we're scratching our heads. White men are scratching their heads. White women are scratching their heads. Black men are scratching their heads. Because you know why? It's like you said, we were fucking here first. Everything came out of us. That is why. Out of us. And it's possible. We can start. We can. Exactly. We start, no matter where we start in life, we're still ahead of the game. That's why Oprah is one of my heroes. I mean, I resonate with everything that she says. She's one of my heroes. She was born fucking dirt poor in goddamn Mississippi. I was born in Brooklyn. So goddamn Mississippi. (laughs) Mississippi. Really? And all the things that she went through. She's fucking a millionaire now. And she has people waiting on her every breath. All she has to do is breathe on something. Valkyrie, just a heads up. You're breaking up, and we might lose you. You know, um, the reception does what it does sometimes when you're in the city. And I experience that myself sometimes. It's one of the most frustrating things in the world. Um, <laughs> when you got a good point you're trying to make, and all of a sudden, there goes everything. Drop it out. You know <laughs> Anyway, I'm back. I'm back. All right. I'm back. You're back. Because <laughs> I, I, I just say all that to say, I feel like, um, wow, it all ties into solidarity because I will look. Okay, I live in Brooklyn. I'm in what the quote-unquote hood in Brooklyn. I see young black ladies, you know, they're going to school. I see little black girls. They got the little braids and beads in their hair. Like, whenever I see a little black girl, I'm like, you know what? Hi, princess. Hi, sweetie. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing? Because it's like <sighs> little black girls don't get enough love. Young black girls don't get enough love. And it's like everything starts from love. That's why you are angry. That's why you clap back the way you clap back because it's coming from love. If you didn't love, you wouldn't give a fuck. You'd be out there. Damn right. I'd be counting my coins, and I wouldn't give a fuck about none of these people. Valkyrie, hit on them switches, baby. She ain't said nothing but the truth. You know, Interestingly enough, I had this experience, I think it was in 2012, and I'm just going to share this with you really quick. I had this experience back in 2012. I went to a restaurant. I was going to go get some pizza, you know, something real simple and easy, going to get some pizza. And I saw this little girl, and she had her hair in cornrows, and she was a little thick in the middle, a little thick, chubby little mama, hella baby fat. She was about maybe six years old or something. You know, she was real little, six to eight years old. And she had a little braids, her little cornrows, her little beads. She had on pink. And I love the color pink that she had on. Y'all, pink is one of my motherfucking colors. Love this. 
So, you know, I have on, well, Valkyrie knows the hat. Actually, Valkyrie named my hat Blanche Devereaux, as in the golden girl. Yes. <laughs> ah! Yes. And I channel, I do tend to channel a very, my name is Blanche Devereaux kind of energy when I have this hat on. So I sashay over to her. I'm waiting for them to make my pizza, you know, little chicken fingers and french fry shit. Oh, no, I was feeling fried food and grease and fat and cobs like a motherfucker. So I walk over to her. I'm like, honey, you got on my favorite color. And she looks at my shirt. Oh, my God, you're right. I said, mm-hmm, you look so beautiful. Little dark-skinned girl with her little braids. Her hair is real short. You know what I mean? She don't feel too pretty because in her mind, and now I have talked about this extensively. We did an entire show talking about this where we talked about colorism, and I even played the audio of the Clark experiment where they, uh, back in the 60s, took a couple of dolls, two dolls, excuse me, one black doll, one white doll, and they asked the children a series of questions, and whenever it came down to which doll was evil and ugly and bad and negative, they always pointed to that black doll. And when they asked which doll looks like you, the children first went for the white doll and then looked at it and then reached for the black doll reluctantly with a sad look on their face. They had all of these negative ideas about being black that they then realized applied to how they viewed themselves. But, I mean, it's children. It's like six- and eight-year-olds. What do they know? They're just experiencing it. They don't have the worldview, the world experience like we do to navigate those things. They're not fucking adults. But we thrust children into this world. We force women to give birth. We encourage women to give birth in this world that sets our children up such a way. So I'm remembering all this while I'm talking to this little girl, and I tell her she's beautiful. She looked at me. It broke my heart. I'm having a hard time talking about it. Um, It broke my heart because it was like she had never fucking heard anybody tell her she was pretty before. It was like it was the first time anybody had ever looked at her and said, you're beautiful. And the look in her face and her countenance, her energy, the shift, everything, I just absorbed all that little baby's pain. I got my pizza. And I walked out of there. You know, I told her have a good day and everything. And I got about a block away, and I broke the fuck down at the next corner crying because I was then able to feel all that I had picked up from her. I didn't mind picking it up from her. She was just six years old. She couldn't carry it, but I could. And I I took the weight of all of that degradation and false programming. And when they showed little girls who were cute and sweet and nice, they all got half-breed color and half-breed hair, and they don't look like black girls, and they don't look like black girls with black hair and black body types with black experiences and black lifestyles and black mothers with black fucked-up-ass dysfunctional family situations that can help them to navigate that. And I knew it. I, I had experienced it myself as a little girl. I knew every fucking look on her face because I remember being that little girl myself. And it was just hard for me in the sense that this is why I don't have no damn children because I refuse to push a child into this world to navigate this shit. It's not fair to little girls. Little girls deserve better than this. And also how heinous it is of a black mother to enable that to happen to her child. And bring Valkyrie back in. Yes, Mama. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, like I said, <laughs> I guess I was going off on a tangent like this, and now you're getting too live. No, when it's, but, when it's a good information flow, <laughs> that usually is what happens. As soon as right, the information but, gets good, 
stuff starts getting gobbled, you lose your call, mm, whatever. Anyhow. Mm. But I feel like I totally agree with what you're, what you're saying. Um, the reason why we are so angry, the reason why we look at this current society and the way that things are, and we rail against the machine, we rage against the fucking machine because we know, we know that we are all beautiful. We know that we are royalty. We are divine. We are worth something. We are worth everything. And we see another little black girl. Like, I've seen plenty of little black girls. And I, <laughs> I just want to grab them and just run. Like, no, no, let me just grab you and just run away. Just take you to a place where you can be safe and be free because it's like, <sighs> Girl, as, say that. If I as, could, as, half of these little girls I see with their mothers, I would club their mother over the head, knock the bitch out with a little girl. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Like, oh my god! I remember being that little girl, wishing that somebody would see that my mother was fucked up and rescue me. So I look at these little girls like, man, if I, if it was legal, I'd knock it, I'd kill this bitch for you. If it was legal, I'd murder her for you because that's my duty to protect the children and the elderly from these fucked up cows and their fucked up handlers. That is our duty. And I hate, yes. I hate to see that shit, Valkyrie. It breaks my heart. It really it does. It breaks my heart, too. It breaks my heart, too. I saw this sweet little girl, and she was sitting in the high chair, and um, she was beautiful brown little thing, just beautiful. I was like, Lord have mercy, if I could just take you, <laughs> if I could just scoop you up and just run away to someplace where you could be safe and be free and be free to be who you were born to be. Because I feel like this, I feel like we were all stamped with some form of greatness when we came into the world or else we wouldn't be here. We're the ones that survived. We're the ones that made it. So we're stamped with some kind of greatness, some type of purpose, some type of destiny we were supposed to fulfill. But if it's cut off before it even has a chance to like blossom and grow, that's the sad part. That's why you see little girls Mm-hmm. That that is so beautiful and sweet, and they don't get you know they don't get that encouragement at home because the opposite is what's pushed as beauty, and they did it in your time, they did it in my time, they did it before my time, and they're doing it now. Perfect example. They're doing um, it now. Yep. I I thought okay, there's a page on Facebook called Stylish Eve, and they'll post like high end products, but they'll have you know, designing shoes and designing clothes and yachts and mansions. And, of course, I love all that. But they had a post recently of uh, they have a post where they can have more than one picture. They have four pictures. And the caption said, oh, black girls are so beautiful. I love black girls. Not anything against them. They were all beautiful. But every single one of them were light-skinned. One had really, really, really long hair. Yep. It's like they're pushing Fake the same they're pushing the same fucked up agenda. Okay, black woman, if you're light-skinned, if you have long hair, okay, we'll accept you. But that little girl in the corner that is brown-skinned and has short hair or she's not this fucked-up ideal that we push forth as beauty, if she's not that, that we automatically reject her. That's why, like you said, like you see little girls and they're beautiful, I do the same thing. Little girls. I see a little princess on the bus. She got her little braids, her little beach, got her little purse, her little, little nail polish. I was talking to her. Me as a grown woman, 
I'm talking to a little girl. I said, wow, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. She's, so, she's so beautiful. And I don't want to cry. Lord, I wish I wouldn't cry. But anyway, I, I feel like let me acknowledge her because I see you. And you're only going to be a child once and be the child Damn, Valkyrie, every time you get ready to go in on some good stuff, it breaks you up. But you're right about that whole only being a child once thing. Um, let me just pick it up while your phone finishes being garbled. I muted you right quick. You'll be back in in a second. But in addition to that, you know, I think about sometimes I see, I remember being out and I saw this little boy. And his spirit, his energy was so sweet but he had one of these ghetto ratchet bullshit mamas who had him dressed in some pants sagging off of his ass, some shit that was way too big for him, something to look real hip-hop generation. And so he's wearing this fake black male image, this fake black masculine image, this hybridized, degradatory bullshit, and he's wallowing under it. You can see his whole spirit, his whole identity being engulfed by this far more powerful program. And so he'll grow up into it. So it's hard for me. I, I especially have an affinity for little girls because I don't like boys at all. I don't like men. I don't want nothing to do with them. They're all broken inherently from birth as far as I'm concerned. But little girls have a chance. We can work with them and they can actually grow if we keep the dick away from them or at least teach them how to get the dick so they don't get got by the dick. But anyway, Valkyrie, back to your point, honey. Um, you know, I don't know if your mic is back clear. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, God, listen, good. blog talk, we got to burn some incense for blog talk now. I don't know. <laughs> Child, I'm about to get the sage and the damn frankincense. You ain't said but a word. Listen, I'm- listen, listen. Mira, 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 mama. I got my Florida water, okay? I got my Florida water. <laughs> okay. I'm going to back you up with some Florida water. <laughs> you can't block. You can't block what we trying to say. Black going to attack. We back. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, um, anytime I see a little girl and I look at her and I remember my own daughter when she was a child. I remember myself when I was a little girl and how little girls are just so sweet and so innocent. So all they want to do is just like play and laugh and wear nail polish and be pretty, you know, and you, we just want to be safe and loved and protected and nurtured and honored. And such a simple fucking thing is being just like, oh, not being done. So as an adult woman, I feel like we should reach back and say, hey, little girl, you look so pretty. I love your nail polish. Oh, you got a little purse. That's so cute. Oh, your little outfit is so nice. That encouragement because – after you leave them, we don't know what they have to deal with. But maybe they have that little, that tiny little spark of encouragement will be enough to, like, spur them forward. No matter no, how. No, you're about to make me cry. Can I come tell on you now. My, my little girl story? Hold on. I got one. When I was a little yes. girl, I had eczema mm-hmm. real bad. And my sisters used to make fun of me so bad about it. And then I even heard my mother one time say something about crocodile skin or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the day that this all happened... I was feeling real low, and my grandmother was in the hospital. She was sick. We was just coming back from visiting her, and I was sitting in the train station with my sisters, whatever, whatever, and I had my head hung. And this lady was a white lady. She had blonde hair and pink nail polish and a really um, pretty salmon peach color shirt, right, with a little gray skirt. I'll never forget what she had on because she just looked so dapper. She walked past me, and she stopped right in front of me. And she goes, you have the most beautiful hands 
I've ever seen in my life. Look at your nails. And she's looking at my nail beds. Hold your hands out for me. You know, I'm a little girl, so I'm going to comply with what an adult says. So I hold my mm-hmm. hands forward, you know, and she's looking at my nails. She don't touch me, but she's just looking. And she looks at my mother, you have the most beautiful little girl. And I love how you've done their hair. This one right here got some beautiful hands. You better get her in hand modeling. And, you know, I had never up to that point, this is fucked up. I was like at least nine years old when grandmama died. I had never heard anybody fawn over me like that. I never forgot that woman. I'm talking about it right now today. I never forgot her. I don't know her name. I couldn't pick her out of a fucking lineup. But I never, 20 years ago, this happened. I never forgot it. No one had ever celebrated something about, I only heard, you know, you're too tall. You're growing too fast. I can't keep you in clothes. Your skin is this and this and that. I never heard someone say, you are, look at your fucking hands. They're gorgeous. My God, I pay to get my nails to look like your shit looks naturally. And it still don't look half as good. And she complimented my hands. It was just my hands, just a symbol. My hands, my nails. My skin, the way that my nails look, the, the cleanliness and the pink color of my nail beds, how healthy that was. And I didn't even mm-hmm. know that that was a good thing until she had said that to me, and I never right. forgot it. It costs us nothing to stand in solidarity with one another, and you never know what that does for some little girl, some woman's life. It might change everything about how she looks at herself. After that, I started saying, well, yeah, you know, I might have eczema, but I got pretty hands, and I'm going to be good all over one day. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. You know? Yes, words are powerful. Yeah. Words, words, not only words are powerful, but the intention behind them is powerful. That's why I say, like, I see a little black girl, and <laughs> when I say I was talking with a little three-year-old girl on the bus, I was. And I heard, must have been her relative, who she talking to like that. And it's a shame that so many other black women are not used to encouragement. They're not used to being validated. They're not used to being honored. So when someone comes, may not honor them, but maybe honor their little one or honor their niece or their sister or whoever, they can't say, well, wow, I never had that, but at least they're getting it. They're still on, like, who's doing that? Who's saying that? Who's being that? Get, 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 like, snap. You know why? They're Usually so bitter. They don't like the little girls themselves, or the little mm. girl has done something that they find to be displeasurable. Mm-hmm. And charting herself and living her own life and learning by her own trial and error, she does things that dishonor or cause her mother to worry or whatever. So they'll berate the girl to keep her small enough to fit into the world's expectations of a woman, a black woman, or whatever woman. And when you compliment that little girl, it bothers her. Don't Mm -hmm. encourage her is the the sentiment. I'm trying to punish her. I'm trying to keep her from doing this. I'm trying to make her be smart instead of rely on her looks. I'm trying to teach her that she needs to have substance instead of just being, being and being feminine and being beautiful and being sovereign. I want her to go be a workforce because it's what was done to me. It's all I know. And this is why this happened. Preach that. This is why. This is why. Preach that all day, all day, all day. Let me tell you, as far as being like someone that had to 
take on a role of being responsible from early. Like I remember being a child, maybe six or seven, and my mother asking me for advice. I remember taking my little brother to school, and I was still a minor myself. I remember being the oldest out of all my mom's children, and my mother looking at me like, you have to be the example. But wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I wasn't allowed a childhood. You right. threw me to the motherfucking wolves and left me there. But look, but, is but that I'm not still, solidarity? I, I'm, is that not solidarity, Valkyrie? Is that not wow. solidarity with your mother as a woman? I'm going to play myself small like you want me to so mm-hmm. that I can help you be a better example to your fucked up uh, manifestation of your fucked up choices, a.k.a. your children that resulted of you fucking men and being a dumb mm-hmm. hoe. I'm going to right. not be a hoe, not be dumb, so that I can model to your children a better woman than you could ever hope to be. <laughs> right. That's why right. they wore us, Valkyrie. That's why they wore us. See, I did it. I didn't fuck till I was 21 years old. I had moved out, had my own place, my own job, was in college before I ever fucked. My mother could never say that. She could never say she was half the woman I was by example to her children. It killed her. It's all mm-hmm. women. They hate mm-hmm. to see their daughters be, be, they couldn't be half the example that their daughter was to their children. So they'll say things, right. I don't know if you ever heard this, but you, you'd be in a poor example of my kids. They don't listen to me. Nah, bitch, you told them I was mom. Right. But, okay. You know, okay. she could right. never be half the woman that I was, even, even as a 14-year-old, even as a 16-year-old, even if I fucking went completely goddamn crazy right now and ran the streets naked, ripping my hair out at the roots, she still wouldn't be half the woman that I am today. That kills mm. her. And it's a, it's a mm. repetitive thing with black mothers. And the reason that it's a problem is they forgot, damn it. The daughter right. is a copy. She's your next best chance. She's supposed to outpace you, be smarter than you, be more savvy than you, be more intelligent than you, more driven mm. than you, more everything than you. But we don't want mm-hmm. that. We want her to play right. small. Because when she does more than we did, when she beats the odds, when she doesn't fall trapped, we fall for the trap, when she doesn't fall victim to the trap, it diminishes us. Because you know what? We were too stupid to not fall in the same trap that she did. Wow. Wow. It's a problem. You, you, you said it all right no, there. But can, can I, I can, can I just that offer? even in myself. Really quick, right. I check that even in myself. When I look mm-hmm. at these younger girls, like, they should do this and they should do that, I have to hear, that's that old bitch that said that shit to you when you were their age. Now, cut her fucking head off and let them girls be gone. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, can, 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 I, can I just offer, can I just offer, like, another part? of what you just shared. Now, on the flip side, as myself, um, like I said, being thrown to the wolves and forced to be a mother before I finished being a child by my mother, right? Now, myself as a mother, having to learn as I go, there's no manual. There's no rule book. I made my mistakes, but I feel like, you know, I, I was just thrown out there, so I had to do with the best do not the best I could, but do what I could at the time. Now, I sat down with my daughter when she became of an age to start being interested in the opposite sex and coming into her puberty, coming to her young womanhood. I sat her down 
because I didn't be one of those. I didn't want to be one of those mothers that just said, "Okay, this is what I say, and this is what I do. Don't do what I do. Do something else." I shared the the deepest, darkest, funkiest parts of my history with her because I I thought to myself at the time, I said, "Look, this is not comfortable for me." But I said, "Maybe if I am honest and clear with her." on what I've had to endure and had to survive and had to go through, maybe she'll heed that and go a different route. I didn't want to be one of those mothers that, you know, chained her to the stove and gave her a whole bunch of chores and responsibility. I felt like I gave her her measure of freedom. I said I met all her friends. I was a quote-unquote cool mom. Her friends would come to me and talk to me about their problems. I felt like I, it's like you can't hold them too tight and you can't let them run loose. I felt like Right. I thought I thought I was being balanced. I I felt like I was being balanced, and I had to learn how to do it on the job as I went. (laughs) Because like I said, there's no manual. Now, I sat and I shared all this with my daughter, and I was still processing this as a young, as as a woman who had to jump from one stage to another without completing the first stage she was in to begin with. Now, unpack that. But I did that. And my daughter Still do the same stupid shit. Now, what would you tell me as a mother? What would society tell me? Oh, well, no matter what you do as a mother, it's still your fault. Because if you hold them too tight and give them a whole bunch of rules and don't let them have their freedom and they rebel, it's your fault. If you let them have freedom and try to give them a little measure of responsibility because it will not be with you forever, they will have to be fend for themselves and they fuck up, it's still your fault. You try to give them back because they're fucking up, the state don't want them. Daddy ain't around. Nobody else want him. So it's like. <laughs> what I'm so, going to tell you wow. is what I tell every woman that I work with, sister. Mm-hmm. The sins of the mother are passed on to the daughter. Just because you taught her better doesn't mean a goddamn thing. My Auntie Jackie said it like this. And the first time she said it, I think I was like 13. <clears throat> And she still says it to this day because it's true. Values Mm -hmm. are what caught. They are not taught. You don't teach a child values. They catch them. And how they catch them is what's modeled to them. So whatever circumstances, this is why I'm breeding. Put it on the record. This is why I'm breeding right here. I'm doing that shit. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many many a nigga has asked me about a daughter. Fuck that. They all talk to me about daughters. Either they ask me after one or they talk about how they always wanted a daughter. I don't know. Fuck that. All of them. Because, first of all, I take that as a man trying to reformat your feminine. They want to rebreed you to rebrand your version of being a woman in your daughter. And they will war you to not make her like you. They want to remake you, make you a better or whatever they feel is a better version of you, you know? So first and foremost, know that. But in addition, what's important to me is the reason that we end up here is we never resolve those mother wounds. Now, Valkyrie, you know I've been talking with you about this. We're going to do a mother wound revisited show where we come in and we discuss this a little bit more because I got so much out of those shows that we did, those three shows, those three days. You got a lot out of it. A lot of women have. I've got nothing but emails. I'm still getting comments on the blog when I made the post on the blog so that people could find it easy. I mean, it has really helped us. But because whatever happened with our mother gets passed on to us, 
see, it's even, we learn this even from a cellular level where they tell us that your mother gives you X amount of chromosomes and allegedly your father gives you something, which is a lie. But, you know, all of this whole thing, whatever your mother's condition was, the, I mean, the, the children of a slave woman were what? Slaves. Whatever the condition of your mother is what you're birthed into, and you will repeat it, and it will repeat in your bloodline until some kind of way, shape, or form, that curse is broken off of your bloodline. Now, we have the flim-flam, like I gave the slave analogy, your you know, great-grandmama was born a slave, and then your grandmama was a slave, and then your mama was free, because by then, shit was free, or whatever the case might have been for me, it was my great-great-grandmother's. Um, great, 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 actually, for me, given my age group. And uh, whatever that is, it ends up being passed down to you until someone switches it. Now, with the slave thing, believe in we's free. We ain't free as shit. But they told you you was free. You believe these motherfuckers that they would tell you that you was free without, you know, something serious being happening and nobody paying you for that. You ain't free if they ain't never paid you and black people ain't never been paid. You know why? Whenever... Whenever a curse has been enacted upon your mother, this is sacred goddess remembrance. This is important shit. I mean, everything I say is fucking important, even when I'm cussing. But this in particular, take this, write it down, notate it, never forget it. When the mother, the goddess, the feminine creatrix and creator force has been robbed, until there has been compensation and restitution for what she's been made to go through, the shit is not over. Period. It will repeat itself and repeat itself. You don't got to agree. Just watch your life. I don't need you to fucking agree with me. It's your goddamn life. If you curse, that's not my fucking problem. You can disagree with me on curses all the fuck you want to, but I know spirit if I don't have shit out. Okay? So I'm here to tell you. And, and y'all see this in your own life? Valkyrie, you just gave a perfect fucking testimony where you said everything you done came through, you tried to teach your daughter the exact opposite, and she still did this shit. You know why? Because values are not taught. They're caught. So if you went and caught the root cause of the dysfunction and the fuckery that befell your life before you had the daughter, it would not repeat itself, or you'd be able to do some work differently. But if you've already given birth to your daughters, You're going to watch them repeat your mistakes until you figure that shit out so you can help them get through it. Now, a lot of black mothers don't do that. You did your best. Your daughter still wanted to buck against you, but that was her order anyway because, you know, some daughters are not yours. You just fucking was the bridge for their asses to get here. I don't belong to my mother. I do not belong to my mother. I am not her daughter. She is simply the bridge that got me here. I'm not even of her fucking bloodline. That's the weirdest shit ever. That's not very often that that happens, where your mother is the surrogate parent for your star parents for wherever you fucking come from in the galaxy. My mother ain't my goddamn mama. I came through my father's matriarchal bloodline. So we know that this is passed on. I have all of the experiences of my father's mother's 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 mother's. And this is the shit that I was born to break up. Some daughters, they catch that wisdom, and they do their work. Some, they ain't interested. They ain't never going to catch it. They will go ahead and let curses govern their life, and they will call it fate. And it's hard when you're a mother and you're aware of that. You're in the know, so to speak. Those of us who are in the know, you're in the know, 
and you're watching your daughter go through this, and the most you can do is wash your motherfucking hands. She's a grown woman, just like you went through your 40 years in the fucking wilderness. She gonna go through her. Yep. Ain't listen, nothing you can do about it. Ain't listen, nothing you can mama, do about it. You, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running to the altar with my $20 bill because you have said <laughs> a mouthful. That's exactly I'm what I had saying. to do. I, that's exactly what I had to do. And being someone that has actually pushed two people out of her own body and had to go through labor and the whole nine yards, it was like, it, it was the point where it hurt me to have to cut her off. It hurt me. I felt guilty. I went through the whole I can only range. imagine. I went through the whole As somebody who off. did it with their mother, I can only yeah. imagine what it's like to be the, the thing mother. Is, it's like it. I, went, I went through the whole clusterfuck of emotions, but I had to come to a point. I said, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I had to stop repeating the same pattern. I had to stop thinking of myself as just the mother, just the provider, just the this, just the that. Wait a minute. Before I decided to have any children, I was still myself. And even though I never got to find out who I was when I should have found out, I'm learning now. I had to do my own work, bought my head, trial and error. Like I said, I've been everything but a Hindu and a Jew. Okay? I've been through the, the quote-unquote traditional steps. I've been through the quote-unquote traditional of healing. So now that I've come out of that, and you've been a huge catalyst in me remembering who I am. Thank you very much. And now, perfect example, perfect example. Um, I have statues in my apartment. I have, you know, certain statues. I have like a Lakshmi statue. I have a Hindu statue. I have a, excuse me, Vishnu Good one. Statue. I, have La- I have Lakshmi, I have, I have Vishnu, and I have Kali. Right? Okay. So... <laughs> My daughter is, quote, unquote, Facebook friends with me on Facebook. And I would post different um, spiritual pictures. I would post different, um, like, yantras and sacred symbols. And my daughter, she said, Ma, what's going on with you? I said, what are you talking about? Oh, Ma, I see what you're posting on Facebook, and I see your statues, and what, what, what are you? What are you? What, what religion? What are you? I said, look, it's not about religion for me. Uh, there are lots of different roads of spirituality out there. Um, there were certain ones that were forced on me, and I rejected those. And I unplugged um, myself and I removed myself from that program. I am searching. I am looking for what works for me. At this point right now, chanting works for me. But right now, meditation works. Yoga works. So whatever else I found that is outside of the norm that's being pushed to black women. It's working for me. Now, my own daughter looked at me and said, oh, what's going on? I see your books. I see your statues. I see your beads. I see your this. I see your that. What, you Hindu now? But she didn't say it like, oh, wow, Mom. Like, what's going on? It wasn't like a positive thing. It was a judgmental thing. Like, oh, what, you're Hindu now? Like, what, you don't know what you want to do. <laughs> and I have decided I pick and choose my battles. I don't get upset 
over everything that someone says to me, I, even if it's my own children, even if it's my own family, my own friends, my own blood relations. Mm-hmm. This is why you can't, I said it's from I've an ignorant a place past, and a courteous Exactly, place. exactly. I've said in the, when we were talking about the mother wound series way back last year, I had to learn by trial and error, if you're not for me, you're against me. If you're toxic in any kind of way, I can feed you with a long-handled spoon, like my grandma Harry used to say. I can feed you with a long-handled spoon. I can look at you from a distance and wish you well, but cut you the fuck off and not give a second thought about it and move on with my life. Because at the end, at the end of the day, when I was born on this earth, I came here <laughs> fully formed. And when I leave here, it will be the same way. You're either for me, you're either cheering me on, and encouraging me, even if you don't understand it, still encourage me. You either for me or against me. That's and there's the so point many black that you women, were making and it's on so, solidarity. It's so simple. If you're not for me, you're mm-hmm. against me. I don't care if you're yes. my man, my husband, my lover, my cousin, my daughter, my son. If you're not for me, you're against me. If you're against me, you get cut the fuck off. Now, that is a, I just want to ask, do you mm-hmm. feel that the problem is the gap between what you deem as support of you and what mm-hmm. another person thinks is them supporting you? So people have an idea. They think that, mm-hmm. you know, loving you is support, talking to you about it is support, Mm-hmm. Whatever, um, even concern, like you need to go to church or the Jehovah's Witness or the mosque oh, or wherever. They think, no. they think that this is them supporting you. They don't understand what your definition of support is. Moreover, we don't respect black women. We don't respect women, period, but black women in particular, naming for themselves what a thing is. If I name it for me, fuck your understanding of it. The only thing you can do is honor my right to name it for myself and respect the process via which I came to that naming. Now, inquire about it from the perspective of I want to know, not from the perspective of you're going to challenge me or you know better than me. You ain't even been here long enough to know me like I have gotten to know me via trial and error. So trust me to know me enough to be okay and you don't understand you've been taught a certain thing i've been taught a certain thing but if it's not hurting you if it's only taking me higher support it we get to name that for ourselves and i think it's so important that we do so you know i made that standard myself i told um i was talking with someone about this recently and i was saying you know my mother's been sniffing back around recently and my aunt tried to get me in some old flim flam shit try to get me to be around my mom And I told my aunt and my godmother on no uncertain terms this thing right here. First, I was saying, you know, whenever my mother calls you about me, you tell her she could email me. Actually, at the time, she still had my number. She could call me herself. You know, I ain't changed my number. She can call me. That's how it started. Then I did change my number, and I did not give it to her because she got fucking ridiculous. And so then when they started it, it was, listen, whenever she wants to ask you something about me, you let her know my email address is still the fucking same. She can email me. And then it got to the point where I had to say to them in no uncertain terms, just as follows. If you discuss me with that woman, I will no longer talk to you. I will cut you the fuck off, and it will be like I never knew your name. 
Now, the interesting thing is it grew to that point, and, and I had to name it for myself, what support of me looked like. Because my mother would do shit like she going to call my aunt and, you know, I ain't talked to my daughter in three years at the time. Now it's been almost five years. Ooh, five fucking years of freedom. Hallelujah. Woo! I have to celebrate that. Get a hand clap on that. So at the time, three years, I ain't telling my daughter in three years. I'm, my daughter, my, now I'm her fucking daughter. Before it was that crazy bitch who just wants attention, you know what I mean, who just wants to make everybody hurt and don't, you know, wants to throw shit on me and blame me and, you know, she's making up stories to try to get attention and all the fucking ass bullshit that she said. Right now it's my daughter to try to get people to open up. See, the art of seduction is salacious, and I said the women are seduced by words. And so even another woman knows that shit, and she will say, I haven't spoken to my daughter. I'm worried about my daughter. She don't give a fuck. She just wants to see, have you spoken to her? Because she knows if she asks you all right, you've already been informed not to discuss me in any uncertain terms with that woman, right? So mm-hmm. they come. she comes at them this way. Then they open up, and they share something. Then word gets back to me because it bounces around from fucking Georgia to Philly to goddamn New York, Midwest, and then back to Boston, and word gets back to me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Six niggas is talking about it. It's six fucking states. <laughs> I never knew. Mm-hmm. And your ass was informed not to discuss me with that woman. So I said to mm-hmm. them, at this point, because now it's been three years of me not talking to her. You can't say, you'll get over it, you'll come through it. It's been three years. Now all you can say is, it's been three years. Can't you talk to your mother? 90 seconds and we're in overtime. Three four seven eight two six nine nine three zero. And I said to him like this, you talk about me with her one more time, and I'll cut you the fuck off like I cut her off. It's been three years since I spoke to that woman, and that's my mother. She chewed my food when I couldn't have for myself. Come on. She nursed mm. me. She changed my diapers. Taught me how to read, goddammit, and hold a fork and write my letters. And I cut her off, and I will cut you off too. And I said it to him just like that, and motherfuckers fell in line. Because I put forth in no uncertain terms with all the rage and fire and passion that was deserving of it, exactly what my standard was. Now, they might talk to her, but they actually know. Now they don't because they know where it gets back to me because it bounces around in six fucking states, six niggas, six different parts of the family, and then where it gets back to me some kind of way and they can't figure it out. So now they do not talk with her about me. They won't do it because they know I'm serious because they also know if she'll cut off even her own mother who she loved, who she would murder somebody else. Murder! God damn it. My mama. And I cut her off. If she cut off her mom, nobody's exempt. Ten seconds and we're in overtime. If that's your time, peace be your journey. If not, three four seven eight two six nine nine three zero. Ten seconds, and we are almost there. Six, five, four, three, two, and we're there. Um, but, right. yes, I, I just I had to make it clear, Valkyrie, and I, everybody got to do that in their own way. For me, you know, I have been so amenable, considerate, compassionate, and self-sacrificing that I had to come out fire and a fucking shotgun to get niggas to take me serious. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fire and a shotgun with buckshot bullets to get people to take me fucking serious. And that, me setting forest fires and shooting people with shotguns, that is the thing that got them all to back the fuck up. 
One, mm-hmm. I don't know karate, but I know karate. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thank you, thank you, because I feel like okay. I feel like because you know what the thing is, I feel like we are the same coin with different sides because you're sharing your experience as being a daughter who was robbed. I'm sharing my experience who as a daughter who was robbed and as a mother who was robbed through no fault of my own. Because sometimes people fuck their own shit up. But you didn't ask what happened to you, and I damn sure didn't ask for what happened to me. And the steps that we've had to take to overcome that and to become selfish, because we're not taught to be selfish. We are not, supposedly, we're not allowed to be self-absorbed. Not even allowed, what, yes. What, what's good for me? What makes me happy? What is best for me? Me, myself, and I. Me, 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 and me. Because like I said, like the old folks say, when I, I was born by myself, and when I leave, I'll be by myself. Now, as a young one, I didn't understand what that means. But I read that now as someone who is not a spring chicken but not an old um, stewing hen. I read that as being I was born complete. And when I leave, I'll be complete. Mm-hmm. It's just what's in the middle, what's yes. in the middle that ensures that I will stay that way. Because sometimes you get bumps, you get bruises, you get shit that you did not deserve, you get dealt a hand that's fucked up, you, you roll, you roll crap, you roll snake eyes, but what do you do when you deal with it? How is your character? Because, you know, we, we want the best out of life. Sometimes we don't get handed the best. What are you doing to counteract that? If you say you're God and you're really God, sometimes things are not mm. going to be in your favor. No matter what you mm. do, things may not be in your favor. What are you going to do? You have to know class? how to manipulate it to make exactly. it, you know, exactly. girl, make me preach up in this motherfucker. Devil means for bad. God going to turn yes. for my good. You have to know yes. how to manipulate it, how to make it and, for mm-hmm. your good. Yes. And then and then on top yes. of that, you'll be rewarded double for your trouble. <laughs> hey, now, don't, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Because I have made, I was talking talking about this with a coworker. I said, you know what? I put it out there. I'm 40 years old. Now, there are some people in society that will look at me and say, okay, well, you're a mother. You're not 25. You're not 35 years old. You're 40. You're already over the hill. Oh, girl, fuck that. But but, but wait, but wait, but wait. Hold on, wait, wait. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I've already rejected from the Gideon, because I was born a rebel. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say, and I'm going to shine while I'm doing it. You can either accept it or reject it. I'm still doing me. But I say that to say, I feel like whatever I've been through up to this point, I'm going to be rewarded for every time that I cry, for every time that I extended myself and, and people stab me in my back, for every time that I did what I was supposed to do and no one, no one met me halfway. For all those times that I still had to get up and be tired and work and come home and cook and clean and do all that shit by myself, for myself, and my, and my family. I'm going to be rewarded for all that. So I've decided to make the rest of my life the best of my life. That's what I've decided. And like mm-hmm. I said, like I said, I, I, I plan on living a mighty long time. I'm going to be 80 years old looking 20. Listen. Girl, say listen. that. 
with Listen, my young boyfriend. Listen, if Tina boyfriend. Katerna could do it, baby, we could do it. <laughs> black don't crack, and we are gorgeous. Exactly. And, you know, we're not that yellow black that's going to age terribly. We that nice mm-hmm. chocolate brown, that honey mm-hmm. brown black that's going to age beautifully. Golden you know what I mean? I get delicious. I get cotted. <laughs> Can you believe it? I get cotted at bars. I get cotted at the liquor store. You know, I get I get caught restaurants. I get caught it, and every time they do, and it's fucked up, Valkyrie, because there's always some broad who don't even look old enough to work in the motherfucker gonna ask me. Oh, <laughs> my idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I just smile and produce it. They look at that birthday and look at me, and they look at that picture because you know it's always better to take a fucked up ID picture than it is to how you look in real life. You you want your ID picture to look fucked up. You want people to look at you and be like, wow. You know what I mean? So wrap your hair up real ugly. Don't wash your face. Don't brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Put a little chocolate on your tooth or something. Girl, you a mess. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Oh, to piggyback on that, there have been times where I roll out of bed. My afro was mushed. I ain't brushed my teeth. I got oogies in my eyes. I got old bleach stained clothes. Mira, mami, God bless you. You're so beautiful because I live in Brooklyn. People don't give a fuck. You're so beautiful. Oh, my God. God bless you. I'm like, what? I got hair on my this, arms. I I'm, went I'm, to <laughs> the laundromat. The laundromat, my nigga. And this mm-hmm. mother, old, old, old Cape Verde dude. He looked good, though. I, he wasn't old like that. But he was like maybe 60 or something. You know what I'm saying? But he looked right, good because right. he was dressed nice. He was dapper. He, you know, groomed himself nice. All that shit we said on our list earlier. He smelled he good and everything. Pending. You know, if it, if it smells good to you, if it smells good, you can fuck him. So I looked at him. I was like, man, all right. But I saw the wedding ring, and, you know, I don't do no home wrecking unless you got money exactly. for me. You got to be able to pay. Uh, uh, so he uh, looked at me. And he, let me hold that back. He looked at me. He says, if I was 20 years younger. <laughs> <laughs>
but I'm just in total work mode. And I all, ain't all fucking the gentlemen, Lord. <laughs> even when I'm funky, they still holler because I got it like that. But I care about okay. my appearance. I care about my appearance because we all sweat. We're all human. We all have cracks and crevices that smell salty from time to time. But you got to handle that. It gets hot. You sit on a train, but you got to handle that, right? I'm at work. I got my work hat on. Poppy was still trying to back. Talking about, I'm a Virgo with so and so rising. What? Hell, I could. Do not spit that wine. What's your name? What's your size? I'm a seeker from behind. You know what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> listen. You, you, you trying to you, you trying to split that disability check with the sister? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> but it was, you were fucking just, nursing home pimping. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't disrespectful because I know at this stage in time what's yes. perfectly disrespectful. But he said, yes. mm, I could tell. You're a water sign. You're a healer. Men actually <laughs> are way more in tune to women than we would like to admit. It actually disgusts mm-hmm. me how in tune they are to women. It's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they can sniff you out when you're first. Because you know what? You know, they, got their name, shit. they got gross. their name from their mama and their game from their mama. That's how come they know. I know. But it, like it's good. But it's gross, Valkyrie. Isn't it kind of sick? Fuck <laughs> with me. <laughs> but you know what, though? But, but you know what, though? <laughs> Even though they may have a little twinkling of a sparkle of an idea of how we operate, we have so many different ways that we interact. We have so many different personas. They may oh, know yeah. a little piece. They know a little piece of one part, but, but they, they never, never the get whole the puzzle. whole Monty. They will never put together the whole puzzle. That's why they no, hate. See, That's why they're mad. That's why. Yep. We reserve they, that they need, for they, each they other need, they in need our private us. time. They need us. They lust after us. They They want our approval. They want our affirmation. They want, they want, they want because they look at us and they will never understand us fully. Mm-hmm. And that's that fine. That, we're, that's we're that how puzzle. it's supposed to be. We are that puzzle that they will never crack. We are that yes. maze that they will never navigate all the way through to the end. We are that nope. vault that they will never crack the code to. You might get one number. And you know, why the don't they word. just delight in it? <laughs> You know, why not Because just they're men. They have, to, in it. They, they, they have to ascend to the mountaintop. They got to put their stamp on it. They got to put their name Yeah, but they you never will. Even, even if you get the pussy, you still haven't mm. figured out all of her. It's even if mine. you made her come, even if you made her scream so much that she eventually heard somebody screaming, who the fuck is that bitch screaming and realized it was her, you mm-hmm. still have not figured out all of her. There's still something mm-hmm. so much more than what yes. even the little tip of the iceberg that your Titanic ran into and crashed burned from has mm-hmm. experienced. There's mm-hmm. so much more. We are, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, no one has really figured out the depths of the ocean. They've given we us some big-ass ideas. But, right? We still <laughs> fucking swimming, <laughs> we rolling still, in We're still deep. learning. Because it's like as much, as many books as I collect, there's still more I have to learn. There's still books out there that I, I read a chapter, I have to put it down and walk away. Girl, I'm and like, come God back. damn, like, really? 
and you know, we, you know what's we're interesting? Still learning about men actually, like, wow. men experience this even for themselves and also with other women. It's just if they have the platform like we have here at Angry Divas, y'all know the brothers could come through and talk. We've had a couple of brothers come through and speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they have the platform or the, the place where they feel safe to be also vulnerable in their feminine state of sharing energy and receiving energy from other people, that they will even open up to you and share with you that they also know this is why men have some of the opinions that they do with women via the experiences that they have had with women. Now, we have talked about this mother thing, of course, from the perspective of women, because we are women. I mean, I'm a woman. I wasn't born with no fuck penis, so I don't remember I'm having a no penis. Too. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Being that we are women and we have pussies and we know about that, we have talked from that perspective, but there's this whole other side. I've also touched on, which the bitches got mad with me, that I had the nerve to say that it's mothers and sons that's the enemy of womanhood, and we got to do something about this. Hey, you trying to say we can't have sons? I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's something wrong with raising him to be a son. Well, see, Raise the thing him is, to be I divine. Could... Raise him to be but something you know what, greater though? than that. But you know what, though? You know why you get the opposition, and this is just my um, opinion? I feel like the reason why you get opposition is because you're a daughter who is choosing not to be a mother. So the mothers are looking at you like, how dare you say that I'm the enemy and my son is the enemy. You're not a mother. You don't have a son. You don't know. Even though you're a daughter and you've experienced the product of their fucked yep. up, like, upbringing. Every age and state. You know what? Because the, the thing is, that, that's why I honor you. I'm like, you know what? I'm a mother. I have a daughter and a son and a grandson. I've seen and 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 I live I live in the quote unquote hood quote unquote Blackistan. I ain't gonna I ain't long stay here. But that's another point. I have seen the product of what you're talking about. I have experienced the product of what you're talking about. So I look at you, and you are perfectly a hundred percent, a thousand percent, a million percent right because you're not you're not just making stuff up. You're, you're talking your experience. No. You're talking what you see. You're talking what is out there mm-hmm. right goddamn now. If I walk out my As door a daughter. right goddamn now, I could swing a dead cat and hit 10 motherfuckers and ain't worth shit. So you're not lying. Yeah. But the thing is, is that being that you're a daughter that is kicking the unadulterated truth and, you're, and what you're saying is bucking up against these mothers who are delusional and don't want to fucking hear it. Like you said, not my Nigel. Not my Raheem, not my Rashid. Yep. Yes, motherfucker, your son, your son, your son is fucking up. Your son is fucking up. So that makes me think as a mother of a son, I have to make sure that he lives up to the name that I gave him. I have to make sure mm-hmm. that he is educated about himself and his mm-hmm. power. I have to make sure that he grows up so if he decides to get married, he is going to honor, love, and respect his wife and going to rear his children and be that. 100% man that he is supposed to be. He better fucking be it, too. I got a foot up his ass. And I got That's right. time to put See? foot up asses. You got damn right. And people I, who know I, 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 I can, I can submit. I can submit and say that as a mother because I see all these men out here that ain't doing shit. So I, I want my son to be the possible. Whatever his dreams are, I encourage him. I said, look, you are a leader. I gave you a name that means something. I looked up in the book, and I looked up what the meaning of your name, all your names are. I put that stamp on you. You will be great. You, that's what I bred you to be. doesn't mm-hmm. matter how you came into the world. 
this, that, that is what I see you as. I see you as great. I see you as a leader. So whatever your dreams are, I encourage them. Whatever you want to yes. do, I, 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 had to, I had to sit and look at him in the face. I said, you don't let anybody discourage you from your dreams and your goals, not even if it's me. As your mother, as the one that got ripped from the cooter to the tutor, pushing your big ass out. Don't even let mm-hmm. me discourage you from your dreams. Now, I, I am adult enough to say that. A lot of mothers aren't. I am adult enough as a mother to say the majority, the vast majority of men should be flushed down the toilet never to be seen again. I can own up to that because I see it. I see it every fucking day. But the majority of these mothers, they're still in the matrix. Yeah. And they are so, in, they are so <laughs> invested in their dysfunction. They, they will fight you. They'll fight you tooth and nail, but that's not going to stop you doing what you're doing. That's not going to stop the mothers who are out there who are listening, like, wow, wow, I get it. So it's my responsibility to make sure my son is a full-grown individual. It's my, yes. it's my responsibility. It's mine. It is mine. It is mine. I'm not going to fault you for how you feel because you, you're within your rights. So myself as a mother, I can look at you and say, you know what, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's not always the woman's fault. Because a woman can still do everything that she's supposed to do, and the man will still mm-hmm. drop the ball and walk away. Mm-hmm. The man will still mm-hmm. drop the ball and be a, a beast, a predator, like have a mother, have siblings, have cousins, and still be out there fucking up and, and being a discredit to, to society. But you standing in the wilderness <laughs> and being the crier and sounding out and saying this is fucking wrong, mothers are looking at you. They, they, they're not looking in the mirror and saying, okay, what have I done to encourage this? What have I put in my child to make them act this way? What haven't I done to make my child act this way? You're, you're already, oh, well, I'm not going to look at myself. I'm going to point the finger at you. But you know how they say when you have one finger pointing at someone else, your thumb and mm. your three other fingers Four are pointing back, back at you. So they're not mad at you. They're not mad at you. They're mad at themselves. They're mad at the truth being sit back in their fucking faces, and it's ugly, and it's nasty, Shit. but that's the shit that they put out there. And you're, and you're, throwing, them, you're throwing it back at them and saying, I'm not accepting this, and this is what's really going on. I'm going to stand, and I'm going to say, I'm putting my foot down, like, all oh, y'all motherfuckers is functional. All oh, y'all motherfuckers could die right goddamn now. I will not fucking cry. I will not mm-hmm. hold the spiritual. I will not hold the vigil for you. I will not light a candle. Hey, Marcus, that you are not ain't here. light no candle. Exactly. Exactly. Now, myself as a mother, listen, as a mother, I support you. I support you as a mother because just because I'm a mother doesn't mean that I discard my maiden. I discard my little girl because all those things are still a part of me, and I accept that. And I had to come to that realization, what, two years ago, and I'm 40 now? Just because you grow, you're a little girl for however long you're a little girl. And then you're a young woman. And then you're a mother. Just because you're going through the stages of your life doesn't mean that you throw away what you were before and say that doesn't matter. I'm grown now. I got responsibilities. I don't honor her. No. You take, as a maiden, you take that little girl and you honor her. Come on, little girl. Walk with me. We're, we're growing now. And as a maiden, you got that little girl in your one hand, take the mama. Come on, mama. I may not be a physically be a mother, but I'll accept that energy. Come on, let's grow. Let's That's progress. right. That's what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. That's what you're preaching. That's what it was yes. like at the beginning. But 
to these to these dysfunctional bitches, I'm gonna call them what the fuck they are, dysfunctional bitches, Man. they don't wanna hear it. But just because they don't wanna hear it doesn't discredit the fact that what you're saying is real. Doesn't discredit the fact that what I'm saying is real. It doesn't discredit right. the fact that there are other women out there who are waking Who have come forward saying, even well, look, and who have said exactly. it right here in this platform exactly. read with us and said, I remember being a girl. You're right, they've always been this way. We do the best mm-hmm. we can to raise our sons, and they're out here. These men get them, and this is how I treat these bitches. I had one sister post that on Facebook. Her son is 10 years old, and her grown, 20-something, 29, almost 30-year-old brother pulls her 12-year-old talking about, here's how I treat these bitches. Mm-hmm. But most that mother can do is what she can do. And if these men are out here determined to teach little boys how to be disrespectful pussy hounds, that's what they're going to do. And that totally borks their program, and it confuses them, and it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's not enough to just know that it's a problem and push it under a rug. We have to expose the shit. And Valkyrie, you fucking put it down. I got a letter. Gotta go. It's the angry, Listen, if I had a child, listen. first of all, I would 
wouldn't have no son. I'd have bought every fucking sorry dick one. Yep. <laughs> Fuck it. Black and Decker, suck this bitch out of me. Not doing it. Mm. Plus, I wouldn't Rush have to worry about the it no way. I wouldn't have to worry about none of that shit because I know Cosmo biological birth control and at what point in time it would take for me to conceive a girl. So it would be very Snap. easy for me to do. Um, it wouldn't be Snap. hard at all because a bitch is on her motherfucking name. Snap. Snap to that. Parthenogenesis, baby. She's on her game. But imagine me with a little girl in a thriving, functioning patriarchy of men who are fucking animals and who hate women and who look at women as prey, as pussy to fuck through. I would Listen. murder every last one of you. Sorry, fucking fuck. All of us. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There would be no man on the planet. You heard about Can that I bitch say, Diana the Hunter down in Mexico? I would murder every last one of these fucking dick-swinging bitches from sea to shining sea and every country and yes, every ocean and every fucking hemisphere. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd They'd all have Rock to go. Bye, my daughter, my daughter in a world where one man exists even, he'd all, all of them have to go. Put them all on an island and firebomb them into extinction. Why would you tell me to breathe? Y'all are crazy. Y'all, y'all can like, I, can I just say, can <laughs> yeah. I just say, as, 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 as an individual who has knowledge of you, I said, look, you would not have me on my knees on prayer for 24-7 calling back Johnny Cochran <laughs> and fucking Clarence Darrow from, from, from the other side to, oh to send your ass and burning candles and, and talking to Santa Muerte and shit. Help a girl out. She's going to got some shit. Help out. <laughs> you are not going to have me. You are not going to fucking have me. Please, please, mama. On 24-7 vigil, listen, taking the bag of roots in the corner, praying pray the jail cell, give you free. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, listen. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. In the back of my closet is a piece of tinfoil with my blood in it. Get that motherfucker right and, and dance it around the jailhouse. <laughs> oh my goodness! I would have to be fucking petitioning and buying judges and lawyers and sh- no, that's my girl. You gotta nope. get my girl free. You, know you gotta get my girl free. Nope, after after I got rid of all the men, what would be left? Women who were bad because their son was quote unquote innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. and I got rid of them. Mm-hmm. So we just had to get rid of mm-hmm. all them cows too. They're, all of them. That's you motherfuckers right. could die too with your son. How about that? How about that, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? The state of a, listen, the state of a jail. It'd be nothing but sane bitches left after I'm done. After my warrior god get through because some sick dick bastard fuck with my daughter, it wouldn't be but two people mm-hmm. on the planet. Let me tell you <laughs> something because because what people don't realize what people don't realize what people fail to realize is that okay, they'll they'll look at me for instance, like I was talking with a coworker on my job. And she has the same last name as my mother. And I said, wow, we, we may be related because we have the same last name. People don't think that I am what I am because they see my stature. They hear my voice. They see my face. They see my bright-ass hair. And they don't assume me as one of theirs. But I'm like, you know what? I was here first, so everything comes out of me. So how could you doubt that I 
may not have the same heritage as you. How could you doubt? But I say all that to say, listen, you don't know who I come from. You don't know. You don't know. And it don't take that much motherfuckers to drop it dead. you might drop out. That's all right. Um, I know we're in overtime, so you're not going to be able to call back in. I will call you back in because that's what I do. (laughs) Call her on my phone so she can come back in and finish her thought. (laughs) You know, I just, I think this is such an interesting topic. I don't, I have said this before, and I'm going to say it again before I play my little song here. I don't understand how parents aren't homicidal, murderous maniacs. How are you not murderous? You have given birth to something that you have been given charge over to protect from all evil and harm. Are we really that, like, whipped into slavery that we would submit because of the threat of the law? Do you realize that if every parent banded together and said, we're going to murder these fucking rapist bitches, they wouldn't be able to do nothing? Anyway... I'm going to call Valkyrie back in. Let's play the song. Do I love you? Do I lust you? Am I a sinner because I do the two? Can you let me know? Right now, please. Benita Applebaum. Question the authority. Crazy prophylactics. Uh-huh. Self 
far, I hope you like rap songs. Bonita Apple Bum, you gotta put me on. man I <laughs> listen like I said today's the day of Venus Venus ain't playing man she ain't playing she ain't playing no more y'all motherfucker she gonna come sweet she gonna come hard but she gonna come anyway you can't stop her god damn it <laughs> it's a train in this motherfucker we're and riding the train actually jump on and get your seat or get left basically Tell it that's, all. All, that's all I'm trying to say <laughs> oh my goodness, this has been quite a ride. I am very, I am very, I am very happy that I could be here in the space and time to go on this I ride know. with you. I'm Me so too. happy. I Where know. were you when I needed you, but you're here now, and I appreciate you. Damn it. <laughs> you know I've been saying that shit since I <laughs> I thought I was the only crazy one. I thought I was the only one. People oh. would look at me, look at that bitch over there. She's damn near six feet tall. She's shaped like that. She looked like that. She got a white woman name, and she dyed her hair. And you open, she opens her mouth, and she got something to say, and she reads books and read more books. And she don't listen to Hot 97 <laughs> or 105.1. She's different. She's different. Oh, man, look at that booty. Look at this. Look at that. Uh, she smiles. She laughs. Why the fuck? Child, please. She had I me. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> then there's me. Who oh. meet, I meet a whole bunch of fake ass dark guys bitches who's Child. really a bunch of jealous ass, I ain't got no gift ass, I don't know what to do with my life ass bitches. And I thought I met the sisterhood and then got fucked <laughs> over by some bitches and was like, fuck bitches. And then I met you and was like, I don't know, because I don't know this bitch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> This is why this is why you gotta have Patty LaBelle on cue. <laughs> so we can go to church for a minute and be like know, right? You are my friend. I've been looking around and you was there all the time. You was four hours away. <laughs> I will, you know what? I am going to put that in the soundboard so it's Please for do. the very next time that we are together. We have yeah. our moment. <laughs> I'm also I'm also gonna put the, the theme song from Golden Girls in the Oh Jesus! <laughs> we gonna sit, we gonna sit and have cheesecake. Ain't want some cheesecake. No matter what, no matter what the fuck happened, in the, it could have been a hurricane, a typhoon, a monsoon. Yeah. 
Them bitches that was going to have cheesecake. <laughs> Everything was fixed with good-ass cheesecake. And, yo, it was the plain cheesecake. <laughs> Didn't even have no strawberries on it. Okay. Golly. And no, and no Oreo cookies. <laughs> I'm a nothing, okay? Regular, regular cheesecake. Regular cheesecake, yeah. No, they could have been fighting cats and dogs. Man tried to talk to them and sway them. Solidarity. Car accident. They stuck together and they had their cheesecake and their tea. Solidarity. You Solidarity. That's that's what we're talking about. That's that's the good word that we're preaching today. S. Listen. 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 I'm going to spell it for the hooked on phonics, bitches. S-O-L-I-D-A-R-I-T-Y, bitch. Solidarity. Solidarity. Yes. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> mm. you have you have said it all. Well, before she cuts us the fuck up out of here, <laughs> the, the English program, bitch. <laughs> you know, the English bitch comes on and like, you know, thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. <laughs> nice and nasty. Uh, right? You know, just come on through and do some shit. So, Need to have remix. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Your time's up. Click. <laughs> right? Hey, where the black one at? Black one in there. Oh, anyway, hell. let me play this little Jamesy P up in here because you did ask me about some reggae baby. So I got I did, I, got, I did. I got a little something something. To our brother from another mother, Galactic Scientist, thank you so much for being in the building. To our caller seven one three, I did not open your mic, dear. I am so sorry. You know, me and Valkyrie just kinda Oops. went on. So Oops. you know, I do that sometimes, y'all. I just kinda run in, I don't pay attention to nothing. I'll be hitting the switches and don't open no mics and you know it's rude and ignorant, but what the fuck did you expect? It's the Angry Divas. It's you Happy Frias, Fuck You Friday, and we almost up out of here. Thank you. Hail Venus. Hail Venus, goddamn. Hail Aphrodite. Power be upon the pussy. Glad Hail Black Mama. Have a great evening. You know, yes. 713, have a great evening. Valkyrie, have a great evening. You know I'm going to call you. No, I am. You and, it. I know. <laughs> you know, everybody else have a great fucking evening.